Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful, beautiful Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday morning. <laughs> I had to think a second. Uh, what's the matter with me today? But I uh, hope everybody has uh, woke up and ready to hit the day running. And uh, just uh, uh, we can just... The, it's hump day. I'll get out here in a second. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, hopefully everybody will tune in this evening at uh, seven o'clock for our uh, midweek refueling uh, for uh, Fat Life Bible Church online service only. I was contemplating on whether to uh, try and uh, uh, do an outdoor service this evening, but when I saw the temperature is going to be 92 degrees today, I thought, you know what, uh, I just don't think that's going to be a good idea because then uh, people would look like they've been uh, scorched and burned up <laughs> trying to sit out there in that hot heat uh, trying to listen. Now, of course, by 7 o'clock it may cool off a little bit, but I'm worried it won't be enough to uh, to to be comfortable to enjoy an outdoor service. Uh, good morning, Mrs. Eileen. I tell you what, she is a good lady. Think the world ever loves the Lord. And uh, she's a good friend. Thank, uh, thank the world of her. But uh, uh, so anyway, uh, be sure to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock uh, here, here on social media and uh, on our website. And uh, we will uh, uh, dive into the book of Hebrews. We've been doing our study in Hebrews, but I really love uh, Hebrews 11 is what we're diving into. It's the faith chapter. And uh, that one, uh, not, not to say that what we have studied up to this point hasn't been good. I've learned uh, quite a bit and uh, uh, praise God for it and blessed by it, to be quite honest. Uh, but this is an exciting chapter and I think it's one that you all will uh, thoroughly enjoy uh, diving into. So be sure and tune in uh, this evening for that. So, you know, why do we call it that midweek refueling? You know, uh, Wednesdays generally, uh, if you look historically uh, in, in, in the church history, uh, when it was really reserved for a, a, an evening of prayer. And uh, more generally, um, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, you know, you had uh, service. and uh, But Wednesday nights were really a, a prayer night. And I have contemplated uh, over the years uh, whether we should uh, maybe once a month uh, just, just do that. Just have it as a night of prayer. I, you know, I, uh, I think that would do us some good. I really do. It is. Uh, I think our nation needs it. I think that uh, we need it. And so that's something I've really been thinking about. Maybe if we can get back to a point, if a stupid virus will ever calm down, maybe we can get to the point where we can get back to uh, Sunday night and Wednesday night services again. And again, and, and a lot of it is. Uh, reason why we don't is is really just I'm to blame because I um, where I stay so sick so much and have such a low immunity uh, it is just safer uh, to do it online and so I hope you understand that but our nation does need prayer right now more than ever as many of you realize and uh, you know it's, it's so tragic uh, to see the parents of the one year old little boy who was uh, uh, accidentally shot uh, when these two idiots were running through the park uh, shooting at each other and uh, just uh, hear that that, that father uh, speak about his uh, son just absolutely is uh, it's heart wrenching. It really is. And then now you're seeing an attack on churches from Florida to California being burnt uh, to the ground. Uh, religious statues uh, now being defaced. And and of course I, I I'm not trying to be like oh I told you so. It's not that kind of a uh, what I'm trying to convey is just the fact that uh, you know that's something that I, I had mentioned before. It's just a matter of time uh, that churches will be a target because why? Because we stand for traditional 
uh, family roles in the home. Uh, we stand against uh, abortion. We stand against euthanasia. We stand against the very, uh, you know, whether it's uh, uh, transgender, LGBTQ, whatever it is. They, they consider that hate speech, uh, and, uh, and we are considered bigots, and it's just a matter of time before, uh, you know, we are going to be uh, even more so uh, targeted. So we really need to be praying uh, for our churches, uh, for fellow pastors and Christians alike. So uh, Mrs. Hood says, good morning, and hope you and your family have a blessed Wednesday. Hope you do too. Mrs. Hood, she is a dear sister in Christ. Her and her husband, Troy, are real blessings, and uh, praise God for them. And uh, always try to lift her up in prayer every day. She's been an, an incredible testimony. She really has. So uh, be praying for her. She, you ought to see she uh, rides horses, and uh, they have beautiful horses and stuff. They go all over the place all over the country riding, and they have some beautiful pictures on uh, social media where they go do those different uh, events and such. So, Well, my friends, let's uh, go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. Hold on one second here. I just dawned on me. I did not uh, get my slideshow set up for uh, the website here. Okay, there we go. Let me get this back over here. And, of course, right when I do that, it messes up. <laughs> There we go. Uh, all, technology is great when it works. But uh, all right, let me get this up here. There we go. Now, I do take off my hat. I do stand. So here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God that we, that God allowed us to be born in such a great and wonderful country. Uh, the freedoms that we have and uh, the things we're able to do is, uh, uh, is unparalleled to anything else in the world. Uh, you know, there's a reason why so many are killing themselves to come to this country. And it just amazes me. Uh, I just it, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that there are so many that want to embrace socialism, uh, you know, which is just the next step to communism, and uh, who want to give up the very liberties and freedom that we have. I just, I don't... Uh, I don't get it. I don't know. I just, I cannot wrap my head around it. I just do not understand the mentality and the craziness. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, there's an agenda being pushed. Uh, and these kids, just quite frankly, uh, a lot of these people that are, are doing the very things we're doing in this country have just been brainwashed and indoctrinated uh, throughout the public school system, uh, throughout our universities. And uh, we're seeing this propaganda and the indoctrination, the brainwashing of our children, uh, and particularly kids who had a lack of Christian homes, lack of Christian fathers, and we're seeing at a direct result of that. And uh, I'm telling you, my, my fellow brothers, sisters in Christ, you know, I want us to um, be peaceful. I want us to uh, speak the truth in love. But there may come a point where we may have to take a firm stand uh, to keep our freedoms in place, to protect our religious liberties. 
And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I'm not encouraging riots. I'm not encouraging uh, violence by no stretch of the imagination. But, uh, uh, you know, we as Christians, we obey uh, the laws of the land, uh, according to Romans, uh, that uh, unless it is uh, contrary and against our convictions as Christians, against God's word, then that's when we uh, rebel, for lack of a better word, and uh, go against the grain of that. And so, uh, you know, this upcoming election, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'm just telling you, it is a battle between good and evil. It is a difference between freedom and totalitarianism, socialism. That's us. That is the difference. That's what we're looking at. And so, you you do as you will. But I'm just telling you right now, there if. If uh, if President Trump doesn't get reelected, I'm just telling you right now, you can't. You all this is going on. It's just going. It's just a tip of the iceberg of what we're going to see and face. So take that with it as you will, and uh, you may not like it. And so, and if you don't, then oh well, that's just the way it be. You know, I think that there's a real, and I've seen this among. Um, in fact, it was uh, Ben Shapiro uh, had shared an article uh, I was reading yesterday. Uh, there was a prominent uh, theologian uh, who was speaking on uh, Tucker, Carlson, Tucker Carlson. Uh, his name eludes uh, me at the moment, but um, uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, uh, he was talking about the lack of pastors. And, I, and not just this individual say this, but I've heard a lot of people say this, at the lack of pastors having a spine standing up and speaking out against what is going on right now. And I've had several people ask me, why aren't more pastors speaking out? See, I've, 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 I've come under condemnation. I've had several emails for what I have said and, and, and come out against what's been going on. And, uh, and I just told them they're cowards. That's what it boils down to. They're worried about losing a fanny in the church than to, to stand on the full gospel of Jesus Christ, to stand on the firm foundation, to preach the whole gospel, to preach out against political correctness because they're worried about either their, their paycheck or they're worried about uh, uh, a, a decreasing uh, congregation. Well, my friends, you know, we as pastors, you know, I, I explained to you about the, the black robe uh, garb, uh, guard carb, Crow guard uh, before uh, during the Revolutionary War times when pastors would stand up and they would speak out against the the very uh, tyranny uh, of the British and many were arrested uh, for that and uh, my friends as pastors we need to stand up and we need to take a firm stand and speak out about what's going on right now and the fact that so many pastors are cowardly and won't do it is 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 really I'll be honest with you it nauseates me and I wish I could have a uh, a broader platform uh, to speak out. I'll be honest with you. I told my wife, I wish I could run for Congress. I really do. I'm so mad and so upset and aggravated, uh, you know, but that's not where the Lord has led me to do. But I tell you, this going on with Congress right now, I feel like there's something, somebody in there to stand up for the Judeo-Christian ethic, to stand up uh, against those who are against traditional marriage, to stand up for the unborn, to stand up. So many of these, these guys that are running for Congress right now, they're just worried about their uh, their their political career. They're worried about their uh, uh, their their pocketbook. That's all thing they're worried about. They're, they don't care less about you. They care less about the the topics. All oh, they'll they'll put on a good talk uh, so they can get a vote. But uh, very few men are really out there to really stand up for what uh, this nation needs. 
And that's why when I see the stuff going on television, I think, man, I wish I could be in a position uh, politically to, to stand up uh, for the virtues and for what is right and what this country is, was, was stand, what is wrong with me today, uh, what this country stands for. And, uh, but again, Lord has not led me to do so, but it's, there are times when I feel like I, I would like to be in that, uh, but it's probably a good thing I don't because I would probably uh, uh, get myself in trouble and get arrested because I would put up these liberal little spineless weenies out there and I'd probably do something I would be like, um, uh, I think it was David Crockett uh, at the, um, uh, the, the, the um, Tennessee State Assembly where he um, uh, rode in on a horse. He had a belly full of it. He rolled in right in the middle of it on a horse. That's what I would feel like doing. I'd ride, I'd get some fed up with, with the House or the Senate. I'd probably just ride in on a motorcycle and tell them all off right in the middle of the whole thing. So that's why I'm not led to uh, to go into politics because I, they would, I wouldn't last very long. I would be one of those who uh, uh, that uh, Hillary would have committed suicide with a, with bullet in the back of the head kind of deals, you know, because <laughs> they wouldn't like what I had to say. But either nonetheless, I encourage fellow pastors to, uh, to stand up. My friends, we've got to stand up. We've got to stand united uh, and preserve. See, that's why we're called to be the light of the world. We are to be the salt of the earth, to preserve what God has ordained. And man, the lack of of those standing up and speaking out is 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 a, an atrocity because you know we're seeing this is not Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives Matters, then where are they at when this one year old was getting killed? Where are they at when all this other stuff's going on? It's in an agenda. It's in a political uh, agenda is what's being pushed here, and uh, because God, does, you know, we we love. I don't care. Just like the song says, red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in the sight. But 99.9% of the people probably in this world, you know, well, let's say 90%, you know, this is, uh, you know, but uh, this in the country, he care less what color somebody else is. You know, we, we, we're we in a in a nation uh, that, you know, compared to other nations, are tolerant, are loving, are, uh, you know, and, and uh, he care less about what somebody's color is. Man, I, I, I try to be nice to everybody. I don't care what color you are, but you get in my face. You know, just don't expect me to stand there and take it. And again, there may not be a Christian attitude, not showing love, but, you know, it's easy to do. But anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on so long about that. I just get so aggravated with what's going on, I can't help but uh, speak out against it. Let's look at our Bibles this, week, this morning. We'll look at Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. So let's bring that up here where everybody can see that. Let's see. Hold on. Ah. There we go. Sorry about that. I try to get the slide up for our, those on our website so they can read along. I hit the wrong button. All right, here we go. Romans 1, 21. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him, not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Bless this, <clears throat> bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts, my friends. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, an imagination can be a wonderful thing. In fact, that's something I've always encouraged and tried to cultivate in my son and my daughter both, is to have a 
good imagination. You know, I love to watch them play. In fact, uh, when they were little, I'd get on the floor and play with them. My wife would look at me and be like, I'm like, what? She's like, how are you able to get on their level and, and, and play with them like the way you do? Because, <laughs> see, I have a very overactive imagination. That's why I like to do a lot of writing because I, I I'm just – you know, my mind's always going a million miles a minute, so uh, I have a very active imagination. So I'd like to go in that world of fantasy. You know, sometimes that world can be more appealing and more exciting than the world we live in. And, you know, I guess that is really the, the detriment that we have. You know, again, uh, you know, the devil does not play fair. It's a matter of focus. He wants to keep your attention on everything and anything uh, but the Word of God. And sometimes... When the world gets too out of control, when your personal life gets too uh, hard to deal with, sometimes that world of fantasy, that world of imagination, it can be a way of escape. And not, it's not a good thing. And, and it can be a detriment if you're not very careful. You know, I, um, I told you I was bullied a lot growing up, and I was in a lot of fights. And, uh, you know, I told you how much I hated and despised going to uh, the private school my dad sent me to. I just, uh, I hated it. My way of escape was imagination. And so I would escape into that fantasy world, whether I was playing with my toys or watching Star Wars or Back to the Future. That was my escape. That's, I, was, I would almost try to put myself in that world. And when that movie ended, then I had to come back to reality. And it was almost, it, almost painful to a certain extent because I, I, did, I wanted to immerse myself in another world and not in reality. And it's not to the point that I was psychotic or uh, nothing like to that uh, stretch the imagination. But uh, uh, it's just that I didn't want to deal with what was going on. And I think that, that happens to a lot of people. They want to shut down. Um, you know, uh, I have a family member that when uh, uh, things get tough because of her childhood and how rough it was, and when uh, things get hard, she'd go to sleep just like that because she don't, she didn't want to deal with what's going on. And so, an imagination can be a good thing. Fantasy can be fun, but we have to be very careful with that. I mean, you look at the, you know, God gives us these imaginations. God gives us these creative abilities. Uh, but you look at some of these movies and things that are made that probably shouldn't be made. Uh, fantasy could take you into a wrong direction, particularly uh, men and women uh, who have a problem with pornography, a problem with uh, sexual desires. You know, it is, um, uh, in fact, it is statistically, uh, the amount of women uh, being involved in pornography has uh, increased exponentially within the last few years. And um, so we have to be very careful uh, about though if you have a problem with that, you've got to avoid those snares and pitfalls and be, be careful where your imagination is taking you. In fact, you know, if you, one thing we need to keep in mind is Philippians 4 uh, verse 8 is finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So if you um, uh, are maybe having a problem with your mind wandering in directions that it shouldn't go in, uh, make sure, look at Philippians 4, 8. Okay, make sure you're looking at that and you're and, and make sure that your mind is focusing on what is honest and just and pure and lovely and of good virtue. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Those are the things that you are focusing on and not the things that can draw you into a world of sin. Uh, you know, that's one thing, you know, in this in this verse, in verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Uh, the, the imagination of a lot of people, you know, uh, they think they're wiser than God. I think they're smarter than God, and they're, they're fools. And, um, you know, I think that uh, when it comes to imagination, when it comes to fantasy, when it comes to role-playing, when it comes to um, anything that um, can lead you away from God, we need to be careful about these things. There's a lot of people out there who are confused, and they bought into the lie that same-sex relationships okay, transgender is okay. A lot of uh, children who are uh, been mistreated at home, uh, uh, just lacking attention, will sometimes be drawn to that because they know they will gain uh, a positive reaction from peers uh, if they go in that direction. And uh, it may not even fully feel that pull, if you will, uh, but it, because they know that they will gain uh, attention, they will go in that direction. That's why it's imperative as Christians that we speak truthfully in love that these individuals who are hurting, those who are battling sexual sins and, and desires, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, that we are explaining them to the things of the Word of God, that we're explaining those things of Jesus Christ, that we explain to them that, hey, these, these things that the world is nurturing, the world is saying is okay, is wrong. That's not what God has ordained things to be. Uh, sex between a man and a woman in a marital setting is a beautiful and wonderful and glorifying thing in the eyes of God. But man has distorted that. Man has perverted that. There's a reason why God says to wait before marriage to have sex. It distorts things. Lust, people confuse lust and love. And that's why we have such a, um, a lot of um, uh, unwed mothers. That's why we have a, uh, a lot of um, uh, relationships that are um, deal with um, abuse because a lot of women, once that happens uh in particular they they there's there's a reason why god's word says you become one and there's that bond a lot of women will stay with an abusive partner because of that intimacy that they shared and so there's a reason why god put these rules in place not to steal and rob your fun but to keep us on the right direction uh and so you know i, I think a lot of people think that that's what christianity is about to rob us of our joy that's not it god's here to give us joy to set us free the very chains of bondage that Satan wishes to put us in. There's a reason why we need to wait till marriage. There's a reason why God, just like any loving parent, uh, there's rules of my, I uh, tell my kids not to hurt them, but to help them and to protect them. And that's what God has done for us is to help us and to protect us. So, uh, you know, be careful, uh, you know, just like that song, it was just my imagination. <laughs> running away with me but anyway uh you know that's uh, i know i'm a horrible terrible singer but uh you know but that's just it we have to be careful that's a fun song you know i'm not putting that song down on stretch imagination but be, 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 be careful in the direction your imagination is running to and where your fantasies are going it's okay to imagine something it's okay to uh to to fantasize about something fun or exciting but if imagination is leading you into lust or to coveting, you know, if you imagine, well, I wish I had what this guy had or had what she had or I uh, wish I was rich and wish, you know, imagining all this stuff. And that's fun to imagine. Boy, I wish I had a private plane and 
go off to uh, New Zealand or, or Scotland or, or Italy or Rome, you know, you know, and just laugh it off and go on. No, no big deal. No harm, no foul. Uh, but if that's all you're focused on, then that's where the problem is. Imagination can be a good thing in, in writing and in, in creativity. You know, like I said, I, in fact, I'm working on a children's book right now. And, uh, you know, those kind of things can be, can be, uh, can be a good outlet, good therapy, therapy for those who, uh, I may uh, have a lot on their mind to, to, in fact, that's what I tell people, journal, you know, if you, everyday journal, write things down, you know, nothing wrong with that. But make sure your, your, whatever your, your mind is leading you is to the very things that we're reading right here in Philippians 4, 8, you know, we, uh, is uh, the things that are pure and just and lovely and wonderful. Make sure that is where your imagination is at. Make sure that's where your thoughts are leading you. And if they are not, then you need to memorize scripture. You need to stay more in the word. You need to spend more time in prayer and make sure that your focus is where it should be. Remember, the old devil likes to play the old shell game. He wants to, to keep your mind occupied uh, to uh, to keep you focused on what it should be on. So let's be aware of those things. Let's be conscious of where our mind is taking us, and let's make sure we're doing those things that are holy, right, and honorable in the eyes of God. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for a wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, sometimes our minds can be like a creek, and sometimes there can be garbage floating in a creek. And Lord, Help us not to uh, pick those items up and focus on what we shouldn't. Let that just stream on down past and let us focus on what is right and lovely and honorable. Uh, Lord, uh, help us not to uh, allow our imaginations lead, lead us down a sinful path, but instead focus on you and lead us down the narrow path that will lead to righteousness and holiness. Lord, for anyone this morning watching that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to pray for these uh, families, uh, particularly with the uh, father and the mother who, who lost this little one-year-old boy uh, and uh, the little eight-year-old girl and, uh, and the 19-year-old son. Lord, I read that uh, over 70 police officers have been gunned down. Pray for those families, and Lord, that you will help them during this pain. I want to lift up my brother in Christ, uh, Josh Banks, and the loss of his brother, and uh, Hoover Smith, the loss of his mother, and Lord, that you will ease their pain and give them strength. Uh, Lord, I pray to be with this nation, that you will bring healing and bring peace, and that you will touch the hearts and minds that will come to know you before it's too late, and that uh, these police officers will know that they are needed, they are loved, and they are appreciated. We pray protection about them and their families. Lord, I pray for our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Ginger Hood, and Wendy Lee, and Linda Feathers, David Feathers, uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson, Roger Winters, and uh, Lord, I pray you be with Darlene Barker and her family and stepfather, and pray you be this young man, Nate, from Danny Boone High School, that you'll bring healing upon him and uh, help him during this difficult time, and uh, Jennifer Simpson, prayers for her. And Lord, uh, just pray that you be with our president. And Lord, let him know that, uh, that we pray for protection about him and his family and uh, discernment and wisdom during these difficult times. And let our military know that they are appreciated. And we pray for protection upon them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope and pray you all have a great and wonderful day today. Good morning, Angie. 
Bailey Owen, and thank you for watching. All of you, thanks for watching each and every morning. Don't forget to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock as we dive into Hebrews 11, the faith chapter. If you want to share these devotions, you can always find me at Dr. Young 77. If you don't do, if your friends or family don't do uh, Facebook, uh, hey, tell them you can either go on our church website or uh, you can go to YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young and uh, watch there as well. And or if you haven't already, tune in to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. Audio only, but you can listen to all the devotions, sermons that are uploaded on there as you're going out and about your day. So hope everyone has a fantabulous day today and great day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless. Mm -hmm.